relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. They say that conservatives don't stick together enough, that on the left there's a kind of hive mentality are you a fan of star trek it's a bit like the borg they march in lockstep not so much on the right is that a function of us believing in the individual and how much does it weaken us let's discuss that and so much more with my regular guest host former green beret all-around tough guy and he doesn't just understand you know, guns and muscles. He understands the art of information warfare. Jim Hansen, welcome back to America First. Always a pleasure. So have you been following this little spat between mm. the biggest conservative content provider, Stephen Crowder, and this uh, burgeoning conservative <laughs> empire of the Daily Wire? Yeah, unfortunately. I wish, <laughs> I wish we weren't having that play out in front of everyone yeah. because we all on the right have a vested interest in both of, of them succeeding. All right, let's, let's listen. So if you're not familiar with it, we discussed it a little bit yesterday. So there's this uh, former comedian, current comedian, has millions and millions of followers on YouTube. He does 90-minute shows every day and very successful. And allegedly, he was in negotiations with Daily Wire that is building this conservative platform where people like Candace Owens, my friend uh, Andrew Claven, uh, and others have their shows. And they were in negotiations with Mr. Crowder. And Mr. Crowder took quite severe umbrage at the term sheet, the draft contract he was provided. And he decided to air dirty laundry in public. Here's a little clip from Mr. Crowder. Let me read you an example of what I mean. Um, and this would be if it was me. If Crowder fails to deliver a monthly content uh, in any month or any of the quarterly content in the corner, including any and all ad reads, and by the way, all these contracts came with three, four, five ad reads per show, which would fundamentally change what this show is. Got to get those dollar-dollar bills. If I failed to do that, it would be a $250,000 reduction in fee per quarter. So let me summarize. Tell me if you think I've you know, misconstrued it. But here we have, because the weird thing is, Crowder didn't mention the Daily Wire. He just said, look how I'm being exploited by a conservative content provider. Then the CEO of the Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring, actually read the con. He said, he fessed up. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Steve's talking about us. And he read the whole contract on air, about 50 minutes long, a very dry contract. And it seems to be an argument between a company that has a lot of money, offered Crowder quite a nice package, $50 million over four years, but said, if you receive strikes, mean YouTube penalize you for saying something that is politically incorrect, and you lose money from your YouTube post, well, we're going to dock some of your pay because we can't make money, which seems reasonable because you can't make money if you're not making money. But Crowder's point is that this is the Daily Wire, this burgeoning conservative content-providing empire. 
that is genuflecting at the altar of woke corporations like YouTube and is penalizing conservatives who get in trouble with big tech. Jim, uh, what's missing in this story? Reality, I guess, is the problem. <laughs> Crowder is a big deal. Yes. So the idea you don't you get offered fifty million if you're not right. No, and, and the fifty million included his production costs for twenty five so guys. Not, yeah, right. so he's paying a lot of people out of that fifty million, but it's still a lot of money. And the idea that he's being exploited and he's the poor content provider, if he does things that he knows, because he's prone to doing things to get YouTube to bother him. I mean, no, no, he no, likes hang to on, be provocative. He, he has a segment where I think it's called This Will Piss Off YouTube. Right. And so he says, come to my private rumble or come to my platform. He, I mean, he deliberately baits mm-hmm. people to say, well, I can't say this on YouTube. So come over to my private platform. And it seems reasonable if you're going to pay someone for content and they are going to jeopardize that content in a business way, you mitigate against that. I mean, the reason Boring read that contract, that boring contract, was because he wasn't embarrassed by it. Right. It was perfectly legitimate and fine. And Crowder's embarrassing himself. You know, I think he's. He, I think it's part stunt. I think it's part him trying to do his own thing and play because a game. he's just left the blaze. I think so. He's about to launch his own whatever. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is, this term sheet was sent to him four months ago. Right. And he's blowing the whistle now. That seems a tad artificial, Jim. I, I think that's called earned media. I think that's a <laughs> game you play to get your story out there, to get your brand out there. I want both of them to succeed. So I think the Daily Wire did nothing wrong. Crowder, I think, has been a little childish and needs to go ahead and decide whether or not he wants everyone to succeed or whether he wants to be the center of attention. And I think both can happen, and it's time for all of us to move on to more productive things in conservative media. Before we move on from this topic, let's just look at another aspect of all this. Because there is maybe the more strategic question. Forget the the, the spat between Crowder and Boring and and, and the, the Daily Wire. Of isn't it a little absurd, Jim, that you and I? I mean, I, I was nuked. I was cancelled on YouTube because of something a guest said on my show on a private video. But isn't it a bit weird that we are utterly beholden to Google and YouTube, Google which owns YouTube, to get our message out mm-hmm. in in ways that are impactful? Given that everybody goes to YouTube, isn't, isn't there a bigger question of how we address that issue? Oh, absolutely. And I think there has been a monopoly in the the information space for far too long, for a decade or so. You know, the left has controlled through a filter what the American people can find out. If you ask a question on the Internet, Google gives you the leftist answer. So that's why it was so significant when Elon Musk bought Twitter and said, I'm going to bring free speech there because he's now turning it into a content platform. So he's going to compete against YouTube. He's telling YouTube creators to bring their stuff over. He said that we're going to have videos. Mm -hmm. We're going to have other, like a sub stack. This isn't just going to be, you know, short posts or threads. Bumper sticker, you know. Yeah, this will be actually content platform. Yeah, Yeah, and that's good for everybody because then you have the people who were monopolists like uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube having to compete against a place where we are not getting penalized. Because I had, I had a sensitive filter on my account for a year and a half where I, my face was literally grayed out. My profile was grayed on out. On which platform? On Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, before Elon went in there. 
So had now, you, had you been a naughty boy, Jim? No, and that's just it. I, I, the, the only sensitive content I posted was things that make liberals cry, like we all do, right. but nothing that could literally, legitimately be called sensitive. So the idea of now creating a an information space that's at least a less tilted playing field—it's not going to be level for no. a long time—but we we got Twitter. Move it back a little on the business side. Then we put some pressure on them from Congress, House Oversight, and other people, and the and the the places where we can actually make them talk about the censorship they've do, been doing. Let's put them on the hot spot and try to get the other platforms to start acting like, hey, maybe free speech is a real thing. Are you impressed so far with what Elon has divulged on his platform with Twitter files, or is it, is it not enough? Oh, it's well, it's, it's not enough. There's so much more. But what it does, it gave us enough for people like we do. We investigate that and connect the dots. So now I've got names of govies who were involved, government people who were involved, you know, the people at the other social networks, all of the people who are using this collusion, because it's, it's illegal, it's unconstitutional for the government to pressure a social media network to censor Americans. You can't outsource you you know, can't, you can't violating outsource, the First Amendment. You know, your contravention of the First Amendment. You can't use a middleman. We're talking to Jim Hansen. Follow him at Jim Hansen DC on Twitter. He's no longer got that thing, that veil over him. President of World Strat and also American Matters. The most recent book is Get Based. Shouldn't we all be based? Check it out right now. Follow him at AmericanMatters.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from just outside the insalubrious fetid rank, malodorous swamp that is Washington, D.C. If you enjoy our show, make sure you never miss any of our one-on-ones. There's only one way to do that. Make sure you are subscribed. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Spotify. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Never, ever miss an episode. Also, do leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends because that's how we push back on all the propaganda. And likewise, if you are America First, prove it. How do you do that? Well, you wear America First gear. The hottest item right now is our FBI T-shirt, but this time it stands for Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. We also have a new Twitter T-shirt with Mr. Elon Musk on. It says, pay attention. Are you paying attention to hashtag Twitter files? So much more. Also, our challenge coin. Yeah, you came up with it. You called in and said, "Why, why isn't there a Trump challenge coin? It's the America First challenge coin with my motto, stay frosty and the president on one side. Get all your gear made in America at sevgorkastore.com. If you are America First, you've got to prove it. Go today, sevgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sevgorkastore.com. All right, Jim, we have so much to discuss, but uh, you are an expert in not just a kinetic warfare, meaning physical warfare, meaning, you know, lead on target, steel on target, but also information warfare. You've written about this in, in your past books. Can you just give us a kind of one-on-one on what it is conservative media? So, so we, the only thing we own is talk radio. I mean, if you're, full, if you're a bag of hate... You can't do talk radio. The left has tried again and again and right. again. They always crash. I mean, three hours of you know screaming and ranting doesn't really work. <laughs> we, thanks to Rush and everybody else and my colleagues at Salem, we, we, we own talk radio. But it's not enough. Right. So as we see conservatives, whether it's a Daily Wire, whether it's Salem or others, venture into these other platforms that where there's this left-wing domination, what is it they're missing and what should we be concentrating on to to leverage our skills 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Talk radio saved us. When yeah. we had nothing, right. talk radio was the voice in the wilderness coming on your car while you're driving around. And it, it, it kept all of us sane. Now, that is not going to be where the next generations get their information. You know, they get it online. They scroll a feed, and we have to be in whatever feed and all of the feeds that are being fed into their little minds. Can, and I, can I just recommend a bumper sticker? Absolutely. We need to be in the feed. Oh, hey, that's that's nice. see, I can do I.O. Right on. I just <laughs> sell it at the Gorka store. But, it, but that's where it is. That's where they decide. You know, in before, like when you spun the radio dial, you know, oh, I hate that song. What's the next station? Now I want to hear that song. It's the same thing that when they're scrolling to a feed, that's what they're doing. They're looking for something to catch their interest. So how do we as conservatives package our message for all of the many platforms in a way that gets the attention of the people who use that platform? So you have the larger strategic messages that date back to the founding principles. You know, unfortunately for us, work and are real and are great. You know, all the things good about this country and God and family, we own those. Now, how do we convey that message in smaller bites, you know, in ways that are going to be uh, flashy and cool and hip and trendy so, and mimetic? So this is, the, this is the challenge. Let's talk about this. Because right now, there's this kind of paradoxical situation with content where, um, you know, there'll be, you know, Jordan Peterson's 15-part lecture series <laughs> on the Old Testament where... Mm-hmm. You really have to be committed. You have to be, I mean, these lectures that he recorded 10 years ago on a you know, cheesy camera in the back of a, a lecture theater where you're already bought in, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you like the guy, you heard about him, you're going to sit down for an hour and a half and watch this chapter on Moses or what have you. Likewise, very, very different content, but Joe Rogan, who'll sit down with yeah. somebody for four hours and talk about, you know, Sasquatch, right. okay? And then you have the other stuff, and this is where we have a real challenge, and I'm interested in your recommendations, that we've kind of got Dennis Prager and Prager U that, that led the way mm-hmm. with these animatics and these maximum... Yeah, explainers that are max seven minutes long, sometimes mm-hmm. just five minutes long, that take a big issue like the Second Amendment or free speech and boil it down into a snappy, fun, colorful little video. Right. And then we're competing against... TikTok and Instagram with with 30 second reels, you know, 60 second reels. So how do we get that massive content into that funnel where we're touching the 15 year old mentally on that issue? How how big a challenge is that, Jim? It's massive. And, And as you mentioned, it is a funnel. And if you post a one-minute video or any short video on any of the major social channels, 90% of the people are gone inside of 10 seconds. Right. All right. So you have to grab, you get 10 seconds to get their attention, period. Right. So the idea is in, in building and grabbing attention, and then once you've got their attention, you have to have something for them. All right. You, okay, now I'm paying attention. I've decided to interrupt my scrolling of my feed. What do you got for me? Right. And then you've got probably another 20 seconds to hook them. And if you hook them, then you can say, now, if you think this is cool, go see my six-hour lecture about Moses porting the Red Sea, you know, over here. But you have to be able to do that, and you have to have those smaller pieces. They're like ads, you know, essentially at some level. It's advertising, it's, it's throwing, it's, it's casting bread upon the waters, you know, to go ahead and bring people to the rest of your content. And it has to be tailored 
for each platform because they're totally different. Right. You know, it's, it's strange. You'd think, oh, it's a one-minute video here. It's a one-minute video here. Now, nah, a video for Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, all have a different flavor. And if you're not in the right flavor, kids going to push your stuff to the side. You know, and, and we're talking kids, Gen Z, millennials, all of them. Millennials now have, have instead of you know, music on the radio, they listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know, my daughter, who is yeah. 30, she, when we're driving in the car, she's like, you, what, what podcast would you like to listen to? I'm like, what? My 23-year-old son, we had to, he just graduated. We had to drive his car from California to the, the East Coast. <laughs> he was halfway through a 50-part podcast on Napoleon. <laughs> and we spent hours uh-huh. in the car listening to what Napoleon had for breakfast one morning before, you know, which battle which kind of gives me hope because it means it's not just the ephemera mm-hmm. and the transitory that interests You can kids. lead them to the promised land. It's books on tape yes. is what podcasts now are right. on demand. Right, right, So right. what you've got to do, though, is in the course of the wild chaos of the socials, right. you have to gather the attention of people and say, hey, you know what? You and me, you know, we're seeing eye to eye on something. Now go over here and I'll explain it to you. This is the hook, you know, and this is the album that the hook and that song are played on. That's a technical term, hook, by the way. That's a musical thing, if you're a little younger. Um, the, the, what you say about the different platforms is so fascinating because I've watched over time because I, apart from the videos, I, I post everything on my social media feeds. Uh, my friend John does, does the videos. And, for example, I lo- I'm a visual person. I love visuals, mm-hmm. images mostly, but also videos. And I'll try and post the same image on everything that I find that's cool. And it'll be great on Facebook. It'll be okay on Instagram. On Twitter, it dies for some reason. And I watched mm-hmm. Charlie Kirk. And Charlie Kirk's biggest tweets are just words. Right. So for some reason, on Twitter, people aren't expecting, because it's such a small little window, mm-hmm. they're not expecting something visual. They just want a punchy, whatever, tagline. But if you're going to... Facebook, it's completely different. So you've really got to customize it for each platform, correct? Absolutely. And, and I think in the course of that, watch the feedback you get yeah. and adapt. Yeah. So, okay, okay, if I need this, I, I do it all the time. I wanna, I want, on Twitter, I have a point I want to make, and I want to make the full point in 280 characters. Right. And i got to say, you know what? <laughs> make it in one or two sentences yeah. and then thread a tweet behind it yes. that then starts giving them more. Right. Bait them in. Right. Show them this, and they say, hey, hey, you and me, eye to eye, we're talking here. Here's some more Pull info. Them in. Pull them in. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, a little trick I learned from Charlie, if you're on Twitter, separate your text. A little space between each line. I don't know. For some reason, it just works. That's for free. I'm Sebastian Gorka. We are on all the social media platforms that matter, so follow us to guarantee you never miss any of our America First content. We're on Truth Social, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Parler, on Getter, on Telegram, on CloudHub, and we are also a television program. Did you know that? You can watch us on SalemNewsChannel.com and most recently, my personal Substack. Follow me there for exclusive content. It's my whole name is one word, Sebastian Gorka. That's SebastianGorka.substack.com. My pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, my buddy, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back to my listeners. The Percal bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly $89.98, but now for you, just $39.98 with your listener promo. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percal sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. It's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-829-8468, promo code GORKA, or just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio list of square, and plug in G-O-R-K-A. That's 1-800-829-8468, or MyPillow.com, code GORKA. Thanks to everyone who was so kind at SHOT Show. Yes, we are back. I miss it. It was a kid in a candy store, the biggest gun event of its kind. And everybody who came up to me, especially at the range, and said, Dr. G? I said, yeah, 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 that's me. You look great. Well, of course I do. I lost 42 pounds. Huh? Thanks to Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team. Yet somebody else, a guest, I won't really reveal his name, but a regular guest on the show, heard about it when he was on the show last. Lost 40 pounds, he told me yesterday. And he said, can you connect me with, you know, the boss, Dr. Ashley, because I want to say thank you. If I can do it, if he can do it, Steve, well done, uh, then anyone can. Find out today. Call 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. That's 864-644-1900. Five meals a day that just burn the fat off. No stupid calorie counting Find out for yourself. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. All right, back to my long list of things I want to talk to with my buddy, my regular guest host here on America First. By the way, follow him on Twitter right now at Jim Hansen DC. Also, AmericaMatters.com, where he's the founder. And the latest book is Get Based. All right, so we talked about Crowder, Daily Wire, social media. Oh, <laughs> got to ask you, theory. The arrest of the former head of counterintelligence for the FBI in New York, a central figure in the whole Russia hoax thing. Why are they arresting this guy? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of weird, right? It's all kind of weird. And it's going to end up turning out that Trump was the only one who didn't have any (laughs) Russia ties in this whole thing. I I don't know. I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Is this kind of distraction? They're worried about something. Is it a distraction move or are his crimes too massive? Why why does Peter Stroke get a job on Mm. CNN and this guy get busted and put in jail? And between that and the classified documents and the rest, it seems like... There's some kind of, you remember the modified limited hangout from Watergate days? It was where you drop a little piece of bad information about something to try and immunize it when the really bad stuff comes out. It feels like that to me. It feels like so you think there could be crumbs. another shoe to drop that's bigger. Yeah, and they want to they want to distract people. You know, now we've, we're looking at all these other things, and oh well, and then oh boom, this happens, and they want it to be less bad. You know, this isn't any form of hyperbole if you put it into historic context i mean if this were the cold war th- this is this is a hansen level thing i mean to have a chief of counterintelligence yeah. for the bureau's biggest field office in new york be busted that's like hansen working for the kgb it's it's stunning to think 
that, I mean, because the Russians are our enemies. You know, I don't care what anybody says or ever has said. They always have been. Right. They always will be at best a frenemy and probably not that. Right. To be helping them in any way behind the scenes while you're working inside our state security apparatus, that's horrifying. So uh, it just, it's, I smell a rotten fish in their headquarters somewhere. And just to be as dumb as to sit in a car and say, bring the $250,000 in cash to the meeting and I'll take it from you in my parked car. This is a head of counterintelligence. That's pretty bad tradecraft. That's pretty crappy tradecraft. Come on, That's man. like, like uh, what is it, uh, Stroke and Page texting each other there, don't worry if Trump wins, we've got a plan B on their government blackberries. The insurance Ooh. plan. Oh, yeah, real smart ones there. Um, the, the irony, again, got to ask you, just what are you feeling in your marrow of the continued, now it's Pence as well, but the continued Biden classified files, is this... Is this the Dems throwing him under the bus? For me, I, I, I smell a kind of somebody just wants revenge on him. And it could be a den. could be personal, could be animus. Mm-hmm. We are two years out. What, what's your take, Jim? You know, it's funny. I mean, remember he used to swim naked in front of the oh, Secret please. Service when he was a vice president? Please. You never know if some Secret Service yeah. agent is like, right. you know, I knew about this. And I, now might be a good time to jab him in the eye. Or, like you said, his staff could be getting ready to push him out of the way because they know they've been nursing him along since he was running, since the campaign. So he hasn't been competent ever. You know, and they know they don't want him to run in in 2024. Jill doesn't want to leave the White House. She's the big problem. Oh, really? She was well, she is a horrible person. But she's she's like got her, her claws she, in the top. She's carpet. having fun wearing those drapes oh my and those gosh. What you know, pieces of upholstery she wears. You look like a Rorschach test. I mean I got a headache looking at that dress. She's a painful and bad human being <laughs> and she's been running his puppet strings for too long and but, she likes it. But Kamala's only gonna be worse, right, Jim? Oh, she's horrible. But who cares? You know, at this point, they're all irrelevant. It's the puppet masters behind the scenes. Neither one of them will do anything worse than the people who are actually actually running work. the show. Yeah. We're talking to Jim Hansen, regular guest host here. Very grateful to him, former Green Beret. Follow him right now at Jim Hansen, D.C. This is America First one-on-one, coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions, in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I am a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. But there's only one way to find out. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. You've waited long enough. You deserve to know. What have you got to lose? I mean... Apart from the pain, nothing. Call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, 
social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. If you enjoy our little show, please support those who make it possible. Great Americans like Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, the pillow that never gets hot, never loses sheep, never loses sheep. No, it doesn't because it's not made with sheep. Uh, it never loses shape. More than 71 million sold. They're that good. President Trump loves them. I love them. My whole team does. Find out for yourself. He's got 150 plus other items on his website. Great BOGO offers. Use my name for up to 66% off. MyPillow.com, promo code Gorka. Or call in your order, 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com. But you've got to use the secret code, G-O-R-K-A. All right, buddy, you were missed at SHOT Show. We had a lot of fun there, dude. Kind of sad, I know. I had other games to play. Next time. Next time. Okay. I'm in. But I know you're a big gun guy, not just a you know, weapons sergeant, okay. but a big gun guy today. You carry cocked and locked. Um, you sent us a very interesting, timely comment on what dropped last week. So the ATF has retroactively, after deeming an appliance you put on a pistol to make it more usable, especially by injured veterans, they have deemed these pieces of plastic or rubber, which are called pistol braces, to actually be banned, to be forbidden, ordering all Americans who own them to either register them with the ATF or to automatically become felons. And the estimates are that they have produced in this nation between 20 and 40 million braces Mm -hmm. in just the last few years. What's your take on all of this Mr. Weapons? (laughs) Well, the rationale for regulating them as what becomes a short-barreled rifle. So you take an AR pistol, which looks like an AR rifle, but it's just that short, and it doesn't have a buttstock. Right. So these things extend out the rear to either strap to your arm, and they started coming actually far enough that you could hold the gun at your shoulder. The ATF said, aha, we think you now have made a short-barreled rifle, which is illegal under the National Firearms Act. The reason it's illegal was a court case called Miller versus USA or USA versus Miller that said sawed-off shotguns were illegal in 1939. Right, it goes back to you know days of Way Al back. Capone right. when short-barreled rifles and machine guns were deemed to be you know criminal. super scary criminal. Yeah, and back then they said. If you want one of these, including a machine gun, you have to register it with the feds and you have to pay $200, which back then, huge amount of money, right? So basically, this was to disenfranchise gun owners. And a few years ago, I think like five or six years ago, these braces erupted after a lot of uh, veterans needed help. And the ATF actually issued a letter where they said, yeah, no, this is not a stock. This is fine. You can put it on your rifle. And now they've just changed their mind, Jim? Well, now they're divining the intent of the person who has it and says, oh, no, no, you're using that now to make that a rifle. The problem they have is the rationale under that Miller ruling for banning them as a short-barreled rifle, even if you're using it as stock. Let's say, okay, yeah, sure, it's a shoulder stock. I'm using it. Now I've got a 14-and-a-half-inch barrel AR with an extendable stock. It was because they are not in common use or useful for service in the militia. 
i.e. something that the military uses. And oh, in Miller, they said so the sawed-off shotgun can't be used because there's no military use for it, which is what the 2A is designed to give right, you. Right, 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 the right, same right. thing an individual soldier has. Well, guess what? The U.S. military uses the M4 carbine. Right. Right. And the, if the you if the average citizen is supposed to have access to the same type of weapon right. as the individual soldier, the M4 carbine has a 14 and a half inch barrel. It's under the barrel it's, length it's, of that legis of that regulation. Ding, ding, ding. Boom. So now that's unconstitutional. So now they've essentially the NFA, the National Firearms Act, is unconstitutional as is the ATF's rule about that. And I have a feeling Clarence Thomas is aware of this and is just waiting for something to float up the food chain so he can write another opinion and say, no, no, no. If you guys want to say that it's illegal under the NFA, the NFA is based on the idea that it's not useful to the military. Well, it obviously is if they're using it. Well, not only that, if you look at the last, I'm getting a gun geek out here, apologies. Uh, if you look at the last few years of GWAT, especially the last six, seven years of GWAT, it's not even the M4 that's sexy, especially for, for guys that brag and elsewhere. They've taken gun barrel lengths down to 10 and 11 inches. Mm-hmm. So our operators, especially those that are using suppressors, are using 11-inch right. ARs, which is that, that's pistol category. That's it's NFA exactly category. what the ATF just outlawed and turned a whole bunch of legal gun owners into felons if they don't go ahead and, and bow down and submit. So I have a feeling there will be a case go up. Some smart Second Amendment lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen anybody right use this argument that's part no, of a gun I, organization? It, I just was researching the concept. The Miller case. And I hadn't thought of, yeah, I hadn't thought of, of the right. fact, how long's the barrel on that? Because it's, it's in military use right. is the rationale for banning them. Right. Or not in military use. Right. So uh, I haven't seen it yet. Hopefully, if, if you hear it and you're a 2A lawyer, look it up. I'm well, right. And it was uh, Justice Thomas yeah. who gave us the decision on, um, it's not militia, it's the Second Amendment is individual right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. And I know, by the way, because we share the same FFL, we have the same gun dealer, I and Justice Thomas. He's a gun guy. He is. He's a gun guy, so he's just waiting. I, I bet he's perched. So what do you think? Because there's a 120-day uh, limit until this unconstitutional regulation kicks in. It was issued last Friday, so the clock is ticking. Do you think this has legs? Is it going to have to be a year from now that it's challenged? Are there going to be a lot of boating accidents for people <laughs> owning these braces? Yeah, I'm down to nothing but pellet pistols because of all mine are gone. <laughs> I have a feeling they'll get a preliminary injunction out of Oh, like an emergency hearing? Yeah, yeah, and, and just get it all the way up there because otherwise they, they went too far, first of all. They divined intent. Come on. I mean, we don't want bureaucrats guessing what I'm going to use something for right. and making me a felon. And they, they did. They made too many felonies out of it. And, and they, they contradicted themselves after telling people, oh, this is fine. Right. And they're wrong. So I think there's so many good reasons that the, the Supreme Court will put a stay on implementing the rule. And then we'll go ahead and hear it out. And I can't see any way past them uh, declaring at least that part of the National Firearms Act unconstitutional. Right. Tell Congress to rewrite it. Which makes fun, because then we got suppressors and other oh, things yeah. in play. Oh, yeah. So, Suppre- yeah. I mean, in, in many states of Europe, I, Finland, for example, is one of them that, that I know for sure. Silencers, suppressors, you buy them over the counter like you're buying a wrench, because it's the civilized way to shoot. Why would you want to wake up your neighbor? Why would you want to have to wear hearing protection when you're hunting? So maybe we should have uh, you know, lack of regulation on suppressors. 
on short barrel li- rifles, which I love and I have many of, and short barrel shotguns because they're just so cute. Uh, we are talking to Jim Hansen. Follow him at Jim Hansen DC. We are coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans across the country, including Reggie from Florida. Not just me. Here's a Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging, and after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Incredible! Find out for yourself. There's only one way. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and half a million of your fellow Americans. Call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. It is flying off the shelves, especially after recent revelations. We can't make enough of them. It's the FBI t-shirt we developed uh, jointly with Chris Plant. It's FBI, classic yellow letters on blue, but it says underneath, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. Get yours today, as well as our newest Elon Musk t-shirt. It's all about those Twitter files, what we're learning. And Elon's asking, are you paying attention? Hashtag Twitter files. Get yours at SebGorkaStore.com. So much more, all made in a America. That's sebgorkastore.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. All right, Jim, that lasted about three seconds. That was far too much fun. Get his book, Get Based. Follow him on Twitter at Jim Hansen DC. Follow him at americamatters.com. What do, let's ask the, the easy question, the softball. <laughs> what do conservatives have to get right in the next two years? What, what, what is priority number one? Winning elections. I mean, at this point, we we have a broken system on our political right. Um, it's populated by grifter consultants who make the same 30-second attack ads over and over. And, and who still chance. get contracts after they lose elections. Yeah, and so I think we need to do what we have to in every state based on the current laws to win elections change the stupid laws once we get in but until then we have to ballot harvest we have to early vote we have to do all of the things the left's been doing to kill us and i think what that'll do is that's going to create some landslides in places they're not expecting them and some wins in places where we've never won before so let's do that because we can't do anything from the outside you know and that's where we are we we screwed up the last election we over promised and under delivered it's time to get that right. I'm obviously I'm back in Harmeet Dillon for RNC chair because Ron McDaniel is nothing but a failure. Yeah. So I hope whatever happens that whoever's running that organization and the rest of our organizations stops looking at the past and paying their idiot cousins from the country club huge consulting fees and brings in some fighters who can win. But you know, on being on the outside, what do we do about the left's seeming success? to make sure that nobody who's a decent American would ever work in a Republican White House or administration? Fair question. You know, I mean, I wouldn't. You know, not because I'm scared of it, because, I mean, come on. My skeletons have long since been exposed, and I don't care. But I'm not most people. Most people don't want their life 
just under a microscope and lies and smears and everything else. So are you saying you do it, Jim? Can we get you to be in the defense department uh, along with uh, maybe Kurt Schlichter? That could be fun. Uh, me and Schlichter have an ongoing agreement. I'm warlord of the East. He's warlord of the West. Ah, okay. But those are unofficial positions. Okay. So the, for the well-regulated militia, we are in those jobs. <laughs> but that's about it. No, but I, I think the idea that our people have to face those smears to get good people yeah. in is is a huge challenge right. and we have to have the power in congress to defund and root out the parts of the permanent bureaucracy right. deep state that are doing that and also break the conglomerates and the monopolies and the media big tech. and big tech right. and then we can at least fight a fair battle he's got a plan check out the book get based at americamatters.com and follow him on twitter at jim hansen dc You've been listening to America First one-on-one. Make sure you are subscribed. Go to Spotify, plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Never miss an episode. Share the links and leave us a five-star review. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... Is America First with Sebastian Gorka. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this story. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, now, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can predictably develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. <laughs> be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something that, like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something crazy. It's the way that the virus started in Wuhan. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I know. That's Jordan Tristan Walker, head director of research and development for mm, mRNA research at Pfizer Court on a covertly filmed video by the team at Project Veritas. Last night I was on a Twitter spaces for several hours reacting to that breaking news. If you didn't hear it, and we'll play it again in a moment, 
what that man has admitted in that covertly. It was in a restaurant. Usually this is how they're done. You know, Project Veritas finds uh, somebody who gets close to these individuals to find the corruption, the truth behind the scenes. This individual clearly has had a little bit too much to drink. Does it undermine the veracity of what he says? It doesn't matter. Pfizer has switched off comments on their social media pages. I wonder why. Because in that clip, he says that Pfizer, as the director of strategic research for mRNA at Pfizer, they are mutating the virus. They are developing mutated versions of COVID-19 to research more vaccines. And he laughs about how dangerous that is. Let's play it again. Play cut. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this story. You got to publish your own story. You got to publish your own story. We're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can, we can create develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. <laughs> be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it's everywhere. Something crazy. It's the wave of the virus starting and moving on. To be honest, like, it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. And, like, yeah, I know. Did you catch what he said at the end there? There's no way this virus popped out of nowhere out of Wuhan, meaning they were mutating it as well. And it's not what we're telling the public that we're doing this, but we have to, quote, preemptively prepare new vaccines Why would you be preparing vaccines for mutated versions that you secretly created? Was he too drunk? Was he trying to impress somebody? There's one person on this team who has um, a cynical mm, way of analyzing everything that is pretty sound politically. He is old before his time. His name is Mr. G. Jeff, you've seen the whole video. Um, What's your take? Is this as big as Project Veritas says? Can we take this to the bank? Is this going to cause collapse for Pfizer? What's Mr. G's take? I'd say it's probably 90% accurate. He could be lying. He could be showing off, but probably not. And it went on for a long time, too. And then what do you think the ramifications could be for Pfizer? Uh, Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at the past. Yeah, because they just have too much money and too many lawyers. Exactly. They'll just ignore it and they'll just try to not talk about it. All right. Let's talk about uh, another political topic, not quite as deadly as COVID, but it is the future of the nation. Eric, what's happening tomorrow with regards to the uh, the grand old party? Tomorrow is the day that the RNC, the Republican National Committee, comes together to decide whether or not to re-elect Ronna Romney McDaniel for a fourth term, unprecedented, or to boot her out and get some change in there with Harmeet Dillon. And now everything is going to change because one political actor in the last 24 hours, Eric has decided to anoint one of the candidates, right? Who, who is it? Who is it? The alleged new leader of the GOP, Ron DeSantis, issuing an endorsement one day before the election. Oh, it's funny that he's doing it less than 24 hours before the election. This was on our buddy Charlie Kirk's show. It's a kind of weird half-pregnant endorsement. This is the governor of Florida, Cut 11 Play Cut. Well, we've had three 
substandard election cycles in a row, 18, 20, and 22. And I would say of all three of those, 22 was probably the worst given the, the political environment of a very unpopular president in Biden. Huge majorities of the people think the country's going in the wrong direction. That is an environment that's tailor-made to make big gains in the House and the Senate and state, house, state houses all across the country, and yet that didn't happen. And in fact, we even lost ground in the U.S. Senate. And so, you know, I think we need uh, a change. I think we need to get some new blood in the RNC. Uh, I like what Harmeet Dillon has said about getting the RNC out of D.C. Why would you want to have your headquarters in the most Democrat city in America? It's more Democrat than San Francisco is. I'm going to ask a naive question. Uh, let's go back to Jeff. Jeff, what is the point, even if you are the putative head, new putative head of the conservative movement, what is the point of making an endorsement in a race that is this consequential less than 24 hours before the election? Uh, here's what my guess is. Um, he doesn't take risks. He stayed out of the speaker's race. The whole special election with Herschel Walker, he didn't do anything about that. We're a day before I think he knows that Harmeet has the votes. And that's why he's come out and endorsed her. Oh, so that he can ride the wave. Yes, because there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are supposedly whipping the votes and no now. So here's, here's, here's something that goes along with that issue. And I give full credit to the person who said this first. It's, it's Vince Colonnese at WMAL. He said this last week for the March for Life. Think of this for a second. Everybody, just stop and think about this. Friday was the March for Life. In the year that not only sees the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, it's right after we won in the Supreme Court with President Trump's appointees the crushing, the negation, the nullification of Roe v. Wade that resulted in the deaths of more than 63 million children in in the last 50 years. President Trump, when he was in office, spoke at the March for Life. He's the only president to ever do so in office. How is it that on last Friday's March for Life, none of the people who want to be president instead of President Trump spoke? None of them. Even clowns like John Bolton who said, I'm running. Even Nikki Haley. None of them. Rubio didn't. Cruz didn't. None of them. Pompeo didn't. Who's that overweight guy from New Jersey? Christie, not even Christie. How is it that none of them, not one quote-unquote conservative who wants to be president in 2024 had the stones to go and speak at the March for Life like President Trump did? Is it maybe because they're not conservatives? I'll let you ruminate on that one. Sound off. Our number here, 833-33-GORKER. That's 833-334-6752. They're releasing, allegedly today, the Paul Pelosi body cam of the (coughs) hammer attack. Are you going to watch it? If you enjoy our show, please make sure you are subscribed. Go to Spotify. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Never miss an episode. It's utterly free. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you want to be really America First, you've got to go to the store, sebgorkastore.com. The latest, hottest-selling item is the FBI T-shirt, jointly with Chris Plant, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. We also have the new Elon Musk T-shirt, hashtag 
Twitter files. Are you paying attention? And the challenge coin. You asked for it. We designed it. President Trump, America first. Stay frosty. SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. SebGorkaStore.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.